Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to John. In that time Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have lain him. Saying this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold me, for I have not ascended, yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and said to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Saving Words of the Gospel We continue our spiritual journey to the station churches of Rome that continued during the octave, just as they did uh, on the pre-Lenten Sundays and then all during Lent. <clears throat> Today, we go, because it's a Thursday, we go to the uh, Church of the Holy Apostles, the Twelve Holy Apostles. And the, two of the bodies of the Apostles are there, the relics, and it's a, it's a grand church not too far from Piazza uh, Venezia. Um, I skipped over the, the English reading of the Acts of the Apostles, not because it isn't important, but because we have so much to do today um, in Mass with the Creed and the, and the Gloria and the sequence and everything. The readings are a little long. But it's the story about Philip, uh, the deacon, being taken to uh, preach to uh, the Ethiopian eunuch on his chariot is, is really quite wonderful. And um, it goes to show that he is fulfilling what uh, the Lord said, go and preach to all the nations. Uh, when he said this, at, you know, of course, at his ascension, then we have a reference to the ascension in the gospel. But go preach, preach to all the nations. The Lord didn't say, uh, sit around and write stuff on a blog. No, go preach to all the nations. And this is exactly what Philip did. Of course, with the help of an angel then to get him around, which, uh, you know, is better than a chariot, I guess. So anyway, we have in our continuation of the, the gospel, according to John, this wonderful scene with Mary Magdalene outside the tomb. And there are some elements in here that will often uh, confuse people. And um, there, there are some delightful aspects of it historically, even from the point of view of, of art, of artwork, of paintings, um, when this dramatic moment uh, calls for um, interpretation uh, in plastic arts such as painting and so uh, painters of the Renaissance and of the Baroque era um, would paint this moment when uh, Mary has turned and seen uh, the Lord and it's the noli me tangere, the do not touch me or do not grab a hold of me uh, moment and I'll explain this what's going on here with that that phrase but uh, because she because it says she confused him with the gardener 
um, very often uh, in these paintings, you will see the Lord standing, and instead of holding a, a cross, um, like he does often when he's depicted in the risen state, he's holding a cross, or maybe a banner. No, he's holding a shovel, and he has a usually a very jaunty hat on, a wide-brimmed hat, because, of course, gardeners need that, you know, for, for the shade. So these painters paint um, the Lord in the guise of the gardeners of their day, and you can even... You can find, uh, if you look up Noli Me Tangere and paintings and so forth, you can find all sorts of really jaunty, jaunty hats on the Lord. Uh, you will also see him uh, shying away from her, or even like pulling the edge of his garment away, or him curved slightly away, even as he reaches out uh, towards her, you know, like in a halting noise mode, but, but making sure that she can't quite get to him. And in the Greek, it says, uh, in the English translations, it usually says, do not touch me, or don't uh, hang on to me, or something. Hang on to me is really, really better. And um, don't cling to me, as I have not yet ascended to my father. Well, what's going on here? Because um, it seems contradictory for what the Lord did in his earthly ministry, because he allowed women to touch him with some frequency. And you've got, I'm sure off the top of your head, you can think of several times. There is, you know, for example, the same verb as used in Luke 8 um, for the, the don't touch me here. The same verb for touch is used in Luke 8 when the woman touched his cloak and the power and the Lord felt power go out from him. Well, uh, he, he let, he let uh, Thomas touch him, didn't he? Um, when the, he, the, Thomas explored his side with his with his hands, and then said, my Lord and my God. Um, he let, um, certainly let Thomas touch him. So what's going on with Mary Magdalene in this moment? Um, what I think is really happening here is a keyed into the dialogue, and it's also keyed into the episode with Emmaus. On the Sunday of the Resurrection, uh, the Lord appeared to two of the disciples who were going to Emmaus. And as they were going along, you know, he asked them, well, you know, what's going on? And don't you know that, you know, this, you know, Jesus, what happened to him? We thought he was a great prophet, it says. They said to him, we thought he was a great prophet. But it turned out not to be so. Well, the problem is, is, the Lord is a great deal more than the prophet. He's a great deal more than just the Messiah. He's actually God incarnate. And this is something that, as his disciples, they should have known, because there were various manifestations of his divinity. So effectively what's happened is that these guys have already, in a way, gone off the rail. And they're thinking of the Lord in earthly terms, which is why they're so dejected as they leave Jerusalem. And then, of course, they recognize him after he has opened their hearts, after he has opened their minds with the scriptures. Then he, then he breaks bread with them in Emmaus, and they recognize him in the breaking of the bread, and then he disappears from their sight. Now, here in the garden, we have this episode with Mary Magdalene. And what is it that she calls him? Thomas, when he touched the Lord, he said, my Lord and my God. Mary, turning around and seeing the Lord, 
says rabbi. Of course, just as I was saying earlier, he's a lot more than a rabbi. Now, this is a this could be a kind of an, an uh, uh, a very friendly and intimate way of, of addressing the Lord by Mary Magdalene, but he's a great deal more. He's standing there. She's just been looking in his tomb and saw angels there. And she turns around and she sees him and she calls him Rabbi? Well, there's something else going on here. And then that this is when he says, do not uh, cling to me. Now the verb used in this, the mebu aptu, is a middle voice. Now in Greek, there are different voices, just as there are in English. We have an active voice in English and a passive voice in English. An active voice is something where the subject does something to the object, right? The passive is where something is done to the subject of the sentence. Now in Greek, there's another voice. It's called the middle voice. And the middle voice, the subject is both the agent of the action, but is also affected by the action is simultaneously the actor and the recipient. The subject is both the cause and the focus. The subject is both the agent and the experiencer. That's what's going on in the middle voice. So, for example, you might say something like, like, Lue ton hippon, I set the horse free. Or you can say, Luo mai ton hippon, I set the horse free for myself. Because in some word, in some ways, it, it 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 is of my to my advantage. You see, I think you can probably get. I, I don't have to hammer away at Greek grammar anymore. But what's going on here? Mary's in Mary's attitude and inclination is involved in the middle voice here. Um, she wants to hold on to him for herself in a self-referential way. But this is not the way of things, because the Lord has not yet ascended to the Father. My Father, he says, and, and your Father. You know, the God, the Father, is the Father differently to the Lord than the way he is to us. So, the, the ascension in here is a, is a key element. And, of course, now that we're past Easter, everything is starting to focus. We're starting, the church is starting to move her focus toward the ascension, which is all important. It's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of times when we talk about the life, death, you know, the passion of the Lord and his resurrection, no, there's another step, the ascension, which is extremely important. What the Lord, I think, is trying to do here with Mary is to purify her understanding of him. He is not any longer rabbi. He is not the Jesus that she knew. The, he is not... Uh, uh, a prophetic figure in the in the in the way that the that the disciples on the road to Emmaus thought of him. Now they have to begin to think about the Lord in an entirely different way. When the Lord disappears from the disciples in Emmaus, and they recognize him in the breaking of the bread, he's teaching them that this is how you are now going to know me. This is now how I am going to be present to you. I am going to be present to you mystically, mysteriously in the breaking of the bread. I will be with you always, but I'll be with you in the breaking of the bread. I will be with you in the Eucharist. I'm not going to be with you here with my physical body where you can see my, my hands and the prints of the nails in my feet and the, and the wound in my side. 
I'm going to be with you in a different way. And he's already teaching them. He's restoring their faith in him as God. And he's teaching him that this is the way he's going to be with them now. It's the same thing with Mary. He's teaching her that now he ha she has to understand how he is going to be for her a, a whole new reality. This is a, an entirely different thing now. Don't cling to me. You can't cling to me in a self-referential and earthly way. Now you have to learn to cling to me what? With your heart, your mind, with your strength. But you can't cling to me. You can't touch me with your hands. Because I have not yet ascended to the Father. Now in the days to come, uh, we will uh, be able to talk about the importance of the Lord's ascension to the heavenly sac uh, sanctuary where he will continue to renew uh, the sacrifice, thus making it possible uh, for us to have Holy Mass now. But that for now, the, on this Thursday, which also has Eucharistic overtones, because it's a Thursday, I think that's, that's enough. And I would recommend uh, to you also, in your mercy, in your kindness, uh, to please uh, pray for the soul of Jim, uh, who uh, died uh, recently, um, yesterday, I guess, uh, got the news of it. <clears throat> he was a member of a pilgrimage group that I went on to the Holy Land, which was an extremely important trip for me and for the others who were on it. He's a very fine fellow. And um, pray for him and for his uh, wife who remains um, until the Lord takes her to, and and uh, for their family. And uh, um, uh, ask that God will be very good and merciful to him. I'm sure he will. He is a very good and faithful man. Credo in unum Deum, Padre Unipotentum, Marcorum Cerni et Tene, Visibilium Omnium et Invisibilium, et in unum Dominum, Gienum, Pistum Filium Deum Digenitum, et ex Patrium Natum, Ad Omnia Secula, Deum de Deo Lumine Lumine, Deum Vero de Deum Vero, Genitum non Pactum, Consubstantialem Patri, Pecrem Omnia Pactum Tum, di Proprio Nos Omnis, e Proprio Nosum Salutem Decenti Teceris, et Incarnatum Sesse, Spiritu Sancto, Es Maria Virgini, et Homo Pactus Sesse, Crucifixus Sesse Abronobis, Supponso Pilato Passus et Sepultus Sesse, the resurrection church and the execute of scripturas, and ascended in cerum, sere de dexterum patris, and iterum veturus as cum gloria, unicare vivos et mortuos, quis reni non ere finis, then in spiritum sanctum dominum et vivificantem, quis patri filioque procedi, quico patri filio simulare nature, congrude dicatum, quis locutus as primo petas, et unam sanctam catholicam et apostolicam ecclesiam, con filio unu baptisma in remissione vegetorum, and expecto resurrectione mortuorum, in vitam in duri seculi. Amen. Dominus obiescum. Oremus. In Jesu levitanis vestri digi dominus, in lucam vos interam fluendem lacet nel. Alleluia.